everybody and welcome back to another episode of two nerds one quest i am your host and dmjc i look confused by that i actually know who i am don't worry uh i'm here with uh the usual suspects wow i'm going that route the usual suspects uh the other nerd that helped start this all tom norman playing aaron on today I've been confused about who I day. am since well, probably about 1982. That's the wonderful thing about D&D is you can make up who you are and no one's going to question it. And you can actually do questionable things and get away with it without being thrown in a actual jail. You might get thrown in a metaphorical jail. As I've proven already. <laughs> and of course, also the next one to join us was Ryan Kukta. Crixus, Cooch. Hey, good morning. Getting them. Our our, our, fa- our fatherly um, tiefling. And then, of course, the latest addition to the party, the genius, the lazy dragon, who has moderated for us for a long while and has graciously joined us with the presence of Doc. Yes, it's it's uh, it's been fun so far. We finally finished my first day in the campaign. Uh, it was a long one. It was a long day. It was. So. And you lived. You didn't die. And I'm I talk- lived. I didn't I'm get thrown overboard. Yeah, that's a you, thing. You're doing. You're doing better than most on your first day. Crixus's first day, he was tied to a bedpost. On Aranon's first day, he died. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Ellie's yeah, first day, she took on the burden of Aranon. That's so about as good a first day as you can have. <laughs> and I got free dogs. Yeah, so win. That is true. Run. And then look and turn back at you and look at me. Excellent. <laughs> oh, Zoe bringing his bacon. Hi. Can talk. Um. All right. Does anyone want to recap what happened last session? Genius, you seem to be really good at this. Yeah, of all the weeks to be not prepared, this is the one. But I'll go for it. <laughs> you saw that panic look in my eyes. Um. So we oh, started uh, we, in the room. Yeah, we, uh, we, we got back to the room after the heist, uh, took a little effort to get the box out and open, uh, including Aranon getting a little prick. Um, mm-hmm. we, uh, the, apparently the town of Luskin is a dumpster fire, or at least a warehouse fire, so we kind of tried to get out of Dodge. Yeah, my bad, and, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Headed to the uh, the dog stables outside of Luskin uh, to uh, collect our transportation. Uh, got a bunch of dogs, a bunch of sleds, some warm clothes, and uh, hit the trail. Some with more success than others. Um, went for a couple hours, found a cave, and took a well-needed rest. Uh, and ended as the watch watches were ending and the sun was rising. So, well, probably well-risen at this point. So, Yeah, it's... Actually, kind of difficult to tell. It's 
gray sky. It just got lighter outside. Whether the sun is actually up or not, you assume so because it would be what generates the light behind the clouds, but you don't actually see it. So it is a cold, brisk morning as you guys are packing your stuff up uh, from the cave. Um, you are probably a day and a half from fires here. Um, what do you want to do? <laughs> Pack them up, get them going. Well, uh, do I need to wake anybody up, or did everybody get up already? I think we uh, smelled if you, the. If you want to go, we probably smelled the breakfast. You, I think you said you were cooking. Do you Maybe. smell what the Iridon is cooking? Want to... <laughs> Iridon's not that big. I'm sorry, you can't. You cannot pull that. There. <laughs> um. Do you want to wake everyone up? That is my question. You had something special you wanted to do to wake people up. Um, <laughs> is tea bagging out of the realm of appropriate? <laughs> Maybe you don't want to tea bag Ellie. Might. Yeah, I suppose that would be for the wrong idea, huh? No, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna grab the pot that I was cooking with and start banging on it. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> the echo is... in the cave, right? Yes, exactly. Um, the dogs wake up, start barking. Um, <laughs> everyone is really woken up rather suddenly. And Crixus, <laughs> Doc, <laughs> uh, Doc actually is probably used to that kind of a wake up, so he's uh, just kind of yawns. Crixus. I'm gonna wake up yelling, "Hey!" Keep, keep your dogs. What's what's just going on? Barking. I'm just gonna laugh. Dinner's ready. Or lunch, breakfast is ready. And Prince, when you start banging on the pot, Prince raises his head and looks at you, and then just puts his head back in his paws again. <laughs> I'm gonna throw him a strip of bacon. He goes after and starts eating it, of course. I mean, Ellie's I'm going to get and... up and eat some bacon. All right, guys. Uh... Yeah, Ellie wakes up slowly. Just knock it off. I'm with him. <laughs> knock it off. It's too early. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's get this. Calm down and... Let's get the show on the road. Everybody eat up and let's pack up. I've been sitting here bored for the last million hours. Better you bored than we all waking up in the middle of the night excited. And if there was anyone within the next five miles, you've alerted them to our presence. <laughs> <laughs> Got a fair point here, that might not have been the best. Um, as you guys are packing up and, uh, leashing up the dog sleds, make a perception check. I'm still groggy. That's a seven. Ditto. Thirteen. Let's see if Ellie sees it. Borderline. Nope. 
right. Son yeah. of a dog. You guys are packing up. Yeah. Playing in my head. I think so. Pushing my love over the borderline. Borderline. <laughs> no. Damn it, that's in my head now, dude. It's all right, Ryan. That's all right. It's, I can't. All right. All right. So, right. JC, quick, uh, quick question on the dog sleds. Is it a sit in the sled kind of thing or a stand behind kind of thing? Stand behind. Okay. Just wanted to visualize. On rails. You, there is a sled where you could sit stuff. Oh, look, there's the dog. There's the doggy. There's my sled dog. He would drive me right off a goddamn cliff. <laughs> That's Prince right there. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I love your doggies. Um, yeah, there's something. Stand behind. There is a basket that holds stuff. You don't have a lot of things. I mean, honestly, Doc, you may look at the basket and go, huh, get in it. Hold the ring. See everyone to kind of load backpacks and stuff into them. You have your bag and you're like, I could fit in there with my bag. <laughs> do you know what you want to do? stand behind but i'm just due to the yeti warning from the day before i'll probably leave my wall mall in the basket so that it's handy okay all right so you guys set out towards fire shear up the um trail it is getting colder like you see snow standing in places it doesn't float full-on snowed yet where the ground is thickly covered like snowshoe type snow but there's a good layer of snow that's keeping a dog sled at a relevant thing at this point um as you go on through the morning um the wind is picking up um and you notice just just the start of just a few snowflakes it's kind of coming down um do you do anything at all during the morning on your travels? Um, since we have we have to take a short rest every hour with the dogs, um, <clears throat> yeah, I was looking for prob- probably use a portion of the uh, those those short rests to sh- um, use my new Smith tools to kind of sharpen the hand axe and dagger that I have because they're not in great condition. So just trying to clean them up really. Uh, make a make a tools check. Um, B or proficiency plus uh, dexterity probably. Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, you you get actually a pretty decent edge on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, obviously, I don't have a fire to, um, to, you know, to heat them up to do it. So it's more of just a sharpening. Yeah. <clears throat> During but our they show. are in a better condition than they were. During our short rest, I'm going to be reading my Monk for Dummies. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm just going to practice throwing my new hand axes. Make a dexterity check. As you're, there's a stump over that you got the two axes and you're just taking them and you're whipping them. Now, if you've ever thrown axes, you understand what this is like. There is an art to it. And just it's learning 10. the distance. It's 10. You get a couple of them to stick in there through the process of doing it. Um, so uh, Ellie's kind of sitting back. She's got her feet up. She's just watching everything. and um, She's the one that's kind of alert. All of you are kind of into things. So she's realizing, I just keep an eye out. 
Um, all right. So each time you stop, you guys kind of take up these um, different positions, doing different things. Ellie. Uh, tends to walk around and care for all the dogs. And amazingly enough, when she goes to interact with Prince, Prince is a real just good boy with Ellie. Um, just a little frustrating to Aaron on. But there, there's a special relationship with Prince and Aaron on that it, it's more like combative brothers than, <laughs> than true enemies. Um, a out, you get halfway through the day in the early afternoon, the snow starts picking up and the wind starts picking up and it goes from being a blowing small snow to like larger fat snow that's kind of blowing to whiteout conditions at one point. Um, it's a full-on blizzard. You can't see more than like 10, 20 feet in front of you. You wish to continue going at this point. How clear is the trail? Like, as far as not getting lost? It's getting more and more difficult to see the trail <clears throat> as you go on. How, I guess, how difficult is it to see the sled in front of us is the better question. You can see the end of your sled. You can see, those of you that have two, two dogs, you can see the first dog uh, on your sled. The front dog on your sled you can see the front of your sled um any all of you can actually see your entire sled it's not that blinding but it's hard it's especially if you turn in the wind comes and you know what it is like we live in wisconsin mm -hmm. that blows right in your face you can't put your head down against it and <clears throat> kind of push through you travel on but look for a place with some protection from the from the wind yeah i'm gonna okay at one of our rests i'm gonna recommend that we we wait to actually stop until we either can't go on any further or we come across a place that has like a good protected covering i need you guys to make one of you to make a survival check i believe crixus is the one with the highest survival i got plus I five plus six, plus six. yeah <laughs> Doc, Doc is not surviving. The... <laughs> I have not spent a lot of time Doc in the wilderness. Blackjack. Doc is happy if he can stay with the sled. Blackjack, fantastic. Um, you're kind of you, you guys stop the dogs for a rest and you decide to go out and try and look for um look for a a shelter or something, someplace where you can shelter up. You've seen a couple of trees along the road and stuff, um, a couple of hills here and there. As you're walking along, right at the edge of your vision, Crixus, first of all, do you do anything to um, get back safely? You... <clears throat> I'm, I'm not thinking I'm going to drift too far away from our party, so. All right. So you're walking through this blizzard and right at the edge of your vision, you see it almost instantly once it comes into vision. There is a, a person, something slumped, sitting on like a chair or something in the snow on a little hill. 
Wow. Um, I'm going to call out as much for my crew as for this person. And so kind of turn sideways and say, Hello there. Uh, Doc and Aaron on make perception checks. The wind is howling. Doc, Doc is involved in... 14. 14. The die hit my uh, my, my uh, headphone cord. It would have been a 19 and it rolled backwards. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Bummer, it's a stream game. <laughs> you need the headphone cord. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you don't hear anything. You're busy like trying to turn your sled on its side to protect you from the wind or something like that. <laughs> Just working on getting some form of protection. Um, Ellie's working on trying to round up the dogs. Aranon, as you are sitting there kind of scoping out, you hear on the wind, you hear Crixus's voice as he's... He seems he's probably a good ways away, um, but he calls out to someone. I'm going to uh, make my way towards him, but I'm going to kind of... Uh, yeah, I'm just going to make my way towards him until I can see what he's doing. <clears throat> Do I see the character react to my words? The the being that you see in front of you does not react to your words. Aranon, the trail that was left behind by um, Crixus is visible. These footprints are still visible. Is tranching through the through the snow. So following him is not difficult. Um, Crixus, what do you do? The... I'm going to repeat it, but I'm going to use thaumaturgy now and okay. to increase the volume of my voice. And, oh, Doc, uh... you hear Crixus, um, his voice clearly amplified by something on the wind, and Ellie hears it too, and she just kind of looks at you and says, here we go again. Kind of, kind of realizing we may be the two left behind while these two go get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. You see that look on her face. Grab them all. Start trudging. I am going um, to actually move off of Crixus's path because it's because of his amplified voice. It sounds urgent or it sounds, you know what I mean? It sounds okay. kind of whatever. So I'm going to try and sneak up on Crixus. Not, not on him, but sneak up on the situation to see what's going on. Okay. Um, Ellie kind of gets all the dogs rounded up and um, stakes them in in this area. Uh, kind of makes a barricade with the dogs so I can stay. Stay. And then she throws some food in there for them. And she goes off following the footprints and um, Doc, do you go with her? I assume. I'd probably lead, but make sure that I'm not out of eyesight. At least until okay. I can see. So you lead as, as you are leading, you find a fork in the footprints. And there's a footprints that are a little bit more snowy covered and a footprints that are a little less snowy covered that suddenly veer wildly off the trail. A fork. I bet you that's Aaron on dropping silverware. <laughs> <laughs> um... I will. Can I tell the difference between them? Like which one would be? Well, no, they're probably both wearing boots. So, well, you know that you know that Crixus went first, 
and there is a fresher set of prints here. Okay, I'll and follow a, a, the fresher set. Um, okay, so you go and follow. Um, Ellie kind of taps you on the shoulder and then points at herself and points at the other set of tracks. Just being quiet, she's going to follow the other set of tracks. Um, the there is no reaction from this what whoever this is sitting out in the snow all right <clears throat> well i'm going to continue forward until i can get a clear picture of what this form is it, there's a rise at one point as he's kind of up on a hill that's maybe 10 15 feet tall or so so it inclines eventually as you're approaching um make a dexterity check as you kind of climb this snow is actually getting pretty deep now it's good foot foot and a half of snow more in other places there's definitely a big drift here dozen over this hill dozen as you're climbing up the footing's rough it's kind of strange it um there's a couple of shards of ice, though, that are easy to grab onto and kind of pick yourself up and keep walking up to it. You get about within, I don't know, 10 feet of it, and it's a skeleton that's just kind of sitting there in old armor that's been frozen over. There's hair that's matted with snow that's frozen to the to the armor and this the there's like a backrest that it's kind of stuck to and just hanging there and as the wind blows the head just kind of lulls back to the other side and pulls against the hair that's stuck to the full beard all matted and stuff and it's sitting down it is sitting down it actually looks like it is that's hard to tell there's snow that's kind of covering its legs Huh. Hard to tell what it's sitting yeah. on. Aaron, well, you flank around, and in the distance, you can see Crixus kind of crawling up on this mountain to see this, like, seated thing that looks like it's sitting on the mountain or something, or not mountain, but mound uh, on this little hill. Um, the wind at this point is just howling. And... Um, you what do you approach further? Do you stay? What what do you do? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda move quickly, a little more quickly because you know, if something happens as he gets closer, I don't wanna be too far away to where I can't necessarily do anything because shooting an arrow in that kind of wind is probably not gonna be the best option. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's gonna be very difficult to hit. Um So I'm I'm almost gonna run without hurting myself <laughs> run without hurting yourself okay uh crixus what are you doing at this point looking at this thing is it what i want to do or what i should do um all right so i will call out what, to aaron grin on, on your face the grin on your face what you want to do please <laughs> 
I'm going to call out to Aranon and Even just say, it. there's a deceased, a deceased skeleton here. I'm going to yell back, uh, oh, okay. I need you to check it for traps. <laughs> All right, I'm coming. Hold on. It's cold. I'm not moving very quickly, stupid snow. <laughs> so you, you go trudging through the snow. Uh, make a dexterity check as you start hitting this incline. Nineteen. Nineteen? Yeah, you easily climb up there using a couple of these handholds that uh, Crixus was using. You get up there, you're standing up there next to Crixus looking at this skeleton that seems to be sitting on the top of this mound, frozen. Just kind of hanging there, blown in the wind. Want to check it for traps? Is that what your intention is? Yeah, I'm going to, to kind of check it for anything valuable, traps. Yeah, I'm going to search the entire thing for traps and anything I can kife. Um, detect trap. Thirteen. Thirteen. You do not believe this is trapped. Um, Doc and Ellie on two separate paths, show up. You approach Doc. Ellie stops when she sees them. She, she's just keeping an eye on them, and she's looking around. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd continue forward, but not so far that I'd lose sight of Ellie. Okay. You're actually getting closer because Aaron kind of veered around. You're getting, Ellie has stopped, and you're approaching closer, and you actually are getting closer to Ellie and them with this figure. On this hill. Okay, I'd still stay below the mound for sure. In the distance, you a um, the yip of like a fox or something, kind of whine, and and if you turn and look, um, actually, no, I need you to make a perception check because this is a white fox in a blizzard. I don't know if you're actually going to see it. You heard it. Is this everyone or everyone? Yeah, everyone. You said perception. Yep. Dozen. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. <laughs> Get those out of the way, Doc. Right. right. We're 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 going to realize sooner or later that Doc needs glasses. <laughs> the way the dice are going he's just never been able to afford them before <laughs> um, you're back you don't see anything you hear it um, Aranon you hear it as well and you turn and look and you actually you see Ellie and Ellie's looking and you both see it on the hill and it's kind of jumping bounding around in the snow um Almost seems like it's trying to get your attention. I'm going to yeah. ignore it for the time point. being and okay. and continue to poke at the dead guy looking for stuff. Okay, so you poke at the dead guy looking for stuff. You actually poke at one point, and there's a a, a low rumble. 
I'm going to poke that spot and again. You're not sure. You're not sure, but you swear, you and Crixus, that the land beneath you shifted. Just like a half an inch. I'm going to kind of peek over by by uh, where Crixus is, kind of look at him, and I'm slowly going to poke it again while looking at Crixus. Kind of like the kid. You, you slowly know. poke it again. And about 20 feet on each side of the mound you're on, the land, the snow kind of erupts as wings pop up out of the snow. I need both of you to make a dexterity check as this thing stands up and you try and maintain yourself on its back. 20. Crit. Crit? What is it, though? 20, oh, 19. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's not an automatic success. It's a fair point. And neither one of you succeed. Both of you fall off of the back of this large beast as it stands up. And what you see, this thing, it stands up on four legs. And its two wings come up out of the snow about 30 feet long on each side. And it kind of knuckles in on both its wings and its four legs and shakes the snow off of it this gigantic white worm with a saddle on it and a dead skeletal rider and it roars we need an initiative count oh boy oh ellie oh poor ellie i suppose it's a good good place for the cleric to go as last Seven. Seven. Um, oh, I need one for him. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Um, so, Ellie is... What'd you get, Cooch? Four? Five. Five? Four. Um, four? <laughs> oh, good lord. Uh, Crixus is four. So... Who's got the better... Oh, yeah. Aaron That's was. obvious. <laughs> Aaron goes before Doc. Doc. How do you... How do you... Oh, I was going to say, how do you choose... Who goes? Dexterity is the tiebreaker. Ah. Dexterity. Yeah. That would or your, be. your initiative count. I mean, your initiative bonus. Um... So you are prone, the two of you that fell off... Um, so it went with my initial instinct. What was your initial Which instinct? Was? Create a skeletal soldier out of that guy. <sighs> but I, I wanted to check him to see if he had anything valuable first. That's that's a fair enough a fair enough assessment. I actually need to search stat block out for this. Hmm. No, not. Mm. Did not. I love autocorrect. It doesn't recognize fantasy words sometimes. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, shit's made up, so it's kind of par yeah. <laughs> for the course. There. Different mythical creatures. You type in a word and it goes, no, that's not a word. This. <laughs> um, all right. No, Chimera is not cinnamon. No, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. 
You wish this was a chimera. <laughs> oh, okay. It's just good. Oh, okay. That's... Tells ah, me what stat block to use. Man, what do I want to do? Run. That is, um... <laughs> Not so Oh. All right. Yeah, that's what this is. Perfect. Okay. Um. Right. So it um, it stands up seeing you fall off. It's going to attack. Oh, heads or tails, Norm. Well, Crap. tails, of course. Tails it, never fails. I just threw my D4 on the floor. Tails? I don't think it goes there. It's the worst place for a D4. Yes, it, honestly, it is. Except it went under my guitar, so I think I might be safe. Um, it's actually heads. So, uh, it's going after Crixus. <laughs> I deserve it. Um, Do you deserve they... it, or I deserve it for poking? Yes. All of the above. All of the above. <laughs> disturbing. Um, disturbing the slumber. Ten hit you? Probably not. Does not. Does not hit you. Um, it only has one attack. All right. Um, then we move to Aaron. All right. Laying well, on the ground. Clearly, I need to stand up. Keep up. After your movement. And I'm going to whip out my rapier. Whip it good. How how close am I to it? Am I striking distance or? Oh yeah, you are on top of it. Oh, I thought you said I fell you off. You fell of off it. between its wing and its neck. Oh, you fell off of it. <clears throat> yes, but you were on top of it, so you fell off into melee range. <laughs> I'm saying. Okay. okay, I gotcha. So like I'm... when you when you started climbing up towards the seat, mm-hmm. you were climbing on its head. No, oh. the the ice things you grabbed were its horns, its spine sticking out of its skull. Fair <laughs> enough. Sense. All right, so I am going to take my rapier and jab, because I'm assuming I'm kind of underneath it. So I'm gonna jab mm-hmm. upwards into its face. Do its underside neck region as yep. it kind of like that, and leaving its neck exposed, going after Crixus. Yep. You, I'm going to stab it with your rapier. Do do do! Come on! I love I love that it's a finesse weapon. <laughs> and Aaron's like two hands. <laughs> <laughs> Even with two hands, I only got a ten. The Kai um, does not miss. Yeah. That guy, you hit a scale square and it deflects the blow. Um, is there anything else you'd like to do? You have half your movement and a bonus action still. Yep, I'm going to. Uh... Are there any big trees or rocks I can go behind? The big rocks that you try and hide behind were it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a flat place. It's what stuck out about this thing on a rise. All right. I'm going to actually. (laughs) I'm going to run behind it. And. Be able to get about halfway behind it. Only halfway? You only have 15 feet of movement. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I'm going to. Because you stood up. 
you do? Yeah, I'm I'm just going to move towards its center, so it's not I'm not in direct line its line of sight. Okay, so you kind of move around under its wing mm-hmm. above you. All right, uh, Doc, you see this dragon thing pop up out of the snow on four legs, kind of plant its wings, shake the snow off of it, and then go try to bite for Crixus. Aranon tries to take the moment to stab it and misses. It deflects. He doesn't miss. It actually hits, but deflects off, seemingly doing nothing to this dragon, and he moves, cycles around to get a flanking position on him. What would you like to do? Okay, How far away am I? 60 feet. Okay. Um, is Aranon on the same side as I am? He's on the opposite side. Okay. Uh, wait, no, you followed Aranon. He is on the same yep. side, Aranon. I gotta flip okay. this in my head. And so is Aranon also then like 60 feet away? I'd be like 50 feet away ish. Okay. Um, let's see. <clears throat> I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna see how far I can get while also pulling an item from the bag of holding, and I'm aiming for Aranon, not specifically the like the worm's head. I'm kind of going more for Aranon. Okay, are you um, you so, move, dash, and bonus action, pull an item from your bag. If if you'll let me do that, yes. The bag of holding, yeah. Okay. Or yeah, I will. You put your hand in there and think of it. Yes. I'll I'll do that, and then when I get to Aranon, I'll say here. And I'll end my turn at that. What What do you hand him? I hand him the weapon they haven't seen yet. Okay. You want to describe said weapon Ooh. as you're handing it to him? Uh, I, I'll describe it when it's his turn. This uh, seems like a fun oh, thing okay. to do. Fair enough. Uh, Crixus, you, you got shaken off the back <laughs> of this white dragon. It is taking it. Tried to make a bite at you, and that's kind of what you see because that's kind of where your attention is. You so I'm staring at his. Things that are going... I'm staring at his cold, at... dead eyes. Then I assume. Yeah, kind of like he bit at you, and he's. And you got. All right. I will. You. I'll just cast first level guiding bolt. Um, okay. At it. Boop him on the nose. <laughs> yeah, basically, like trying to shoot at shoot at his eye. Okay. And that's a crit, so twenty six to hit. Whoa! Hot damn! Yeah, that absolutely hits. Nice. Double the dice. Um. This is odd. So. D and D Beyond now says eight D six damage. So it doubled the number of dice I'm about to roll. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then just then roll that. that. That's your damage. Interesting. They started doing the crits into the die roll. Thirty four. Thirty four. To his eyeball. Fantastic. To his eyeball. To his eyeball. Specific. In the face. And then. Uh, Shields up and ready to go for next round. Um, next right. next melee attack gets advantage on this yep. creature. Guiding bolt. Ellie, looking at the fox on the hill, suddenly hears the commotion and turns and sees this all happen. Um, 
she is the same as um, Doc about 60 feet away. She double moves to get into range, pulls up right next to uh, Crixus with her shield up, ready to engage. She's got her mace out. She pulled out her mace as she went forward. Um, double move, bonus action. Oh, I think she can actually spiritual weapon. Yeah. So she is going to... And that would have advantage on the attack. Yep. It would help if... Is it considered... Oh, yeah, it is considered a melee attack, isn't it? Uh, it just says the next attack roll made against the target. Oh, okay. Next attack roll. That would be an attack roll. There it is. Spiritual weapon. Press this off. Do do. Spiritual weapon. There you are. Plus these. Plus seven. Okay. Should cast that. Bringing up a replica of the sword you guys had found to um, fight the dragon, the white dragon you fought before. And cool. Has a big symbol of Thander on it. <laughs> uh, and it swings and misses. It does not make contact with his dragon. Even with advantage? Oh, hey, yeah, advantage. Yes, even with advantage. Oh, good lord. <laughs> Seven and a two. <laughs> not better. No, not it wasn't any better. Um, it takes a look at the approaching. Let's see. If you're under the wing, and that's... No, it isn't going to catch. Okay. Um, the threat has come from Crixus so far. So it is going to just step back five feet and inhale and breathe forward a cone of ice and sleet and frozen breath. Um, catching both Ernan and Ellie. Or not Aaron, not Crixus and Ellie. Um, we need constitution saving throws from the two of you. It's or a good in... thing you have your winter weather gear, huh? Something <laughs> uh, uh-huh. tells me it's not going to help a lot. Constitution saving throw. Did you end Three. up with Crixus? Three. Eesh. Ellie had a 20, so she'll take half of this. Um... Would you like to borrow uh, my uncanny dodge? Actually, you know what? I'm going to do this on D&D Beyond because it'll be easier to just roll them all at once because I don't have this many D8s. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so it exhales his breath and you take 31 points of cold damage on a failed save. Oh, God. And half as much on a successful. So she takes 15 points of cold damage. Fun. I guess right, I would I'm, like. I'm guessing your nuts just froze to your leg now. I would like to and, then. Sorry, John. Um, yep. I'd like to do a hellish rebuke. Yeah. Oh yeah. Come straight, you want to. <laughs> um. And then. Can I do that at second level? Is that how that works? Seems like that's what uh, D and D Beyond wants me to rebuke. do. 
Check your um your features and traits for being a tiefling for your race. Yeah. Yeah. It'll tell you what level. Yeah. It it says level second. So okay. Yep. Alright. So I will use it. And what exactly is um, it has to make a dexterity saving throw? Okay, hellish rebuke. You point your finger at the creature that damaged you, and it's momentarily surrounded by hellish flames. The creature must make a dexterity saving throw. It takes 2d10 fire damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. At higher levels, when you cast a spell using a spell slot of second level or higher, the damage increases by 1d10 for each slot above the first. So, so it takes, be... it's one reaction. It 3D says 10? it says three d ten, and and there isn't an option for two d ten. So I'm not sure. No, because because you're yep. not actually spending it's... a. It's yeah. based on your level, I believe. Okay. So, um, so... it needs a dexterity saving throw, huh? Correct. Of fourteen is a fifteen. How dexy is it? It's not very dexy. How about a three? Does that sound good? Does not say. <laughs> it sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't sound so good to it. Just don't throw all, right. all ones there, Cooch. Crazy eight. eight? All eights. All the seriously. seriously? <laughs> I I would share my screen, but <laughs> eight plus eight plus eight. Would you like to describe how this thing dies? <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god. Um I I mean, I, I hope I hellish rebuke right into its throat. Yeah, And it absolutely. really gets in there. It's still in the middle of its, it, like, kind of roaring. It kind of all comes out as a, as a frost um, thing, and it, it roars. And there's just a couple little bits that come out at, at the end, and at that moment, you've already been damaged, and you just throw this flame back in. You see the whole thing kind of light up down its throat, the inside and it like coughs and and there's like a smoke trail and then it just kind of slumps to the ground holy shit and i go down to a knee too because i'm at two (laughs) ellie turns and looks at you right away here and then she she cure wounds right away because she panics um so she's gonna cast cure wounds on you um which ends up being a um, gets 20 points back. She cast it at third level because she panicked. And then it's kind of quiet for a moment. Doc is standing in front of Aranon holding out a weapon. <laughs> um, Actually make dexterity saving throws. I'm going to look Both at... Oh. Okay, hold on. 13. <laughs> Come on, baby. Nine. So Doc holds this weapon out to you, Ernan, and just as point you're going to say something or motion to take it, this wing just knocks both of you down into the snow and covers you. <laughs> Sounds um, about right. Actually, let's let's do a little. Uh, both of you take two bludgeoning damage <laughs> from this heavy thing just pummeling you to the ground. I'm gonna 
get up and shake the snow off and say, boy, I'm sure glad I was useful in this. I know what you mean. Yeah, note to self, don't piss off Crixus. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? I think both my rolls were pretty high above you had average. A crit. So. You had a crit. It was your first one. And then you had all eights on your hellish rebuke. Yeah. Same. All right. Um, wow. So now there's a dead carcass of a worm in front of us, right? And is that exactly rider right. still attached to it? It looks like it's been, and now that you're kind of looking at it and seeing what it is, it looks like it's been attached to it. It must have died at some point, and the dragon's just been living with it on its back, the worm. <laughs> I'm going to go approach the rider again because I didn't have a chance to actually pull anything off of him. So I'm going to go search him again. And actually, I'm going to search now that the, oh. now that the whole worm is unsnowed and cleared off. I'm going to yeah. take a look to see if there's anything valuable about the seat and, you know, where the guy's sitting and stuff. The seat is made out of thick leather. Um, it has bindings that have tied him into it. I, you get the feeling looking at it that he might have died. Well, he must have. He must have died while flying or fighting something. Um, make an investigation check as you're poking around on him. Nineteen. Um, you find he has uh, places that look like weapons may have been harnessed at one point or another. Um, the There's no bag or storage things on this. You don't think this was a traveling mount of his. Um, this may have been a combat scenario. And anything that would have been worthy, you see along the harness, empty holster spots for axes and weapons. That this guy being as dead as long dead as he has been, that this dragon um, worm has probably moved on and done several different things. Where these, you can see some of these holsters are ripped and torn, where it might have brushed up against something. Um, and you don't find anything that's actually of any value from the rider himself. I'm going to stand up and hop off and say, well, that was a waste. Anything we can get off of this guy? Well, it's still warm. It's uh, so still is blowing it... wind and nasty, too, outside. Is it edible? Everything's edible at uh, at some point. Um, yeah, when uh, when the investigation dies down, Doc will still walk over to Ernon with the weapon and say, "If this is the kind of stuff we're gonna meet out here, it's, this is probably better in your hands than mine." And he'll hand over. Uh, I think we determined it was a short sword. It's 
about the shiniest. Uh, Doc hasn't seen your Dragon Slayer sword, so this is about the shiniest sword that you've seen. Maybe be besides that, it's a short sword. Um, it looks pristine. It looks, you know, it's it's obviously nicer than most of what Doc has. Um, and he says that you know, someone of your skills is probably better at wielding this than than me. And um, if you take a look at it, it does have uh, a symbol at the crossbar, and the symbol appears to be three um, three lightning bolts joined at the tips. Mm-hmm. Tips. Uh-huh. I thank you. Um, is it just a regular short sword, or is there anything? It's a it's a plus one short sword if you're inventorying it. So it and it's the nice thing is is it's light and finesse, so you'd be able to wield a second weapon with it and oh, attack nice. on a bon- with a bonus action with another short sword or dagger or something. So short sword Sweet. plus one. Yep. You get plus one to your attack. Make sure goals, to update the... which will calculate it. Sorry, John. Make sure I was gonna say you get plus one to your attack rolls and then you also get plus one to your damage rolls. With it, that's what the plus one does for you. And make sure to uh, update a note that there's a emblem of three lightning bolts on it, because that's just badass. A symbol you guys might have seen before. Yeah. Um, Familiar symbol. How? And how actually, do I... oh, you mean just make if a you note click in uh... general? There's you can click. There's a little down arrow for customizing and you can put a note in the in the item if you tap on the item itself oh there we go there's a little spot for notes and then it shows up on your notes on your actions tab which is super cool dnd beyond is so damn good at stuff like that now it's uh, yeah i have been listening to the players (laughs) yeah i can differentiate between my cloak that is cut off at the bottom and my cloak that is vomit soaked (laughs) nice (laughs) so noted um, there's no spot for making notes. Did you click right, customize we'll, it? We'll, we'll t- we can we'll do, do, can do it later. All right. right Just write it down. Um, do it. Ellie comes over to uh, to Aaron on and um, she actually says to Crixus, "I'm gonna go check on them," and walks over as you guys are. Um, you went up and were poking around as you come back down off the worm. Ellie, wa- Ellie approaches Doc and Aaron. You guys okay? Yep, not really worse for wear. But, wow. Um, How are you? <laughs> she stops. She goes, I'm good. I'm gonna go check on the dogs. <laughs> she, she, like, like her focus went from okay, you guys are good. Okay, Crixus is good. Oh God, we left the dogs. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she's gonna head off um, to check on the dogs. So, do you guys think this would either make a good um, a good windbreaker, uh, potentially a source of warmth or food, or do you think this might attract things we don't want coming towards us? Probably all of the above. Um, 
I've never eaten this before, so I'm just going to shrug. I mean, I don't think we necessarily have time to cut it apart and tan the hide and make it into anything. No, but it'll keep well. Do we find, do we see any place to camp nearby, like any trees or overhangs? Make an intelligence check. Ten. Ten. You're looking around and you're like, well, we could maybe use the dragon as a wind barrier. Somehow. It's probably going to be the best thing. It's the only thing you really see around that is not part of the uh, landscape. All right. Um, Yeah, that's probably a good idea. I'm going to go, or I'm actually going to say, yeah, we should probably just use this thing as a, you're you're probably right, Crixus. I'm going to go help Ellie and grab the dogs and we can prop the sleds up for extra support. I'm going to cruise. Aaron, as you start walking back in the, in the blizzard, the wind, the white oak conditions, I need you to make a survival check to find the camp again. Uh-oh. <laughs> Double O. Uh, one plus five is six. Six. You slowly, as you're trudging through the snow, you lose. You don't see the footprints that led out. It's covered. Um, when about the point you think the camp should be there, the camp isn't there and you suddenly feel very alone and lost I'm going to turn around and go back the way I came okay turn around follow your footprints back the way you came yep um, you are able to um, find your way back to the dragon by your own footprints um you didn't see Ellie's footprints when you went out or back at all. That's weird. Huh. That's really weird. I'm going to mention weird. that to Crixus and Doc and say, so Ellie should have left some tracks to follow, right? Because I was able to go out and find my way back by following my own tracks, and she's she left like a minute before I did. Like I should have been able to follow her, right? Yes, yes. She she had just wandered down the the old path. Uh, Doc and um, Crixus make a perception check. Nineteen. Um, you can see the last little remaining tracks of where she went. Back. Okay. I... But the tracks are covering. They're covering up as almost as quickly as you make them. Okay, well, I see a footprint there, but there's there's not much left. This blizzard is getting dangerous. All right. Uh. All right, I'm going to try that again. I'm going to 
follow where Doc pointed or where the track. I'd like to go uh, make a survival. Okay, make a survival check. Um, two of you, Doc, are you going with as well? I'm going to try to split the difference between still being able to see the the worm and see them. And when I can't see the worm anymore, I'm going to stop. So at least we have a beat on okay. that. Okay. So, can we do it? At so advantage? you guys move. Uh, yes, yes. One of you at advantage. Which will probably be Crixus because he's I got can a roll at advantage. Yeah. Oh, I got a twenty-one. Oh, huh. otherwise a twenty-five at advantage. Oh. Okay, yeah, twenty-five advantage. Either way, um, you are able to follow her tracks for a while. Um, Doc, you do stop at about fifty feet or so away from the dragon as it starts getting very difficult to see beyond that distance. Um, at the point where they get about the point where you can, they stop being visible. They start. They aren't walking in a straight line anymore. They're kind of following, like a loop of footprints. Um, you hear on the wind, Doc, from a great distance away. In fact, maybe even carried by the wind, Ellie's voice, calling out your names, all your names. Um, is it in the direction that I think that the other two are? Yes. Yeah. Actually, um, Crixus and Aranon, you, you do hear this as well. Um, but it, it's in the distance. It sounds very far away. I'm going to yell back, Ellie! There's no response. The wind is blowing in your face from the direction the sound came from. I'm going to look over to Crixus and say, we, well, we should probably hurry up. We need to find the dogs. Yeah. The dogs will help us find her more quickly. So you move in the direction. Um, of I'm going to try to use thaumaturgy the then. Okay. Yeah, and try to try to call out to the dogs to okay, what try do you to call elicit some response. What do you call um, out to the dogs? Here, puppy, puppy, puppy. Charles Barkley, Bob Barker, let me hear you speak. <laughs> Make an animal handling check. In. Ten? Nine. <laughs> you hear them bark. All right. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> you Follow hear that bark. sound. Uh, make a survival check. A normal survival check. Be at disadvantage at this point trying to find them. Nine. But you gained a baby. Nine. <laughs> So you move in the direction of the voices. Doc, do you go, or Aaron, do you go with him? Yeah, uh, I got a 21. Okay. okay. Um, Doc, they start, they turn from the direction they've been headed. And you hear the dogs and you assume they're headed towards the dogs, but they leave your sight. What would you like? To okay. Um, do, does it look like they're heading in the direction that I thought Ellie would be coming from or now not? No. Nope. Okay. 
I'm going to take four now. It kind of looked like they were, they were headed towards where you think Ellie would have been, and they suddenly just went, nope, we got to go this way. Okay, I'm going to um, I'm gonna hope she's within 600 feet, and I'm going to take out the horn and blow kind of a just a long, casual note or uh, scale in towards uh, to Ellie using a charge. Okay, make a um, make a perception check then, as, as you listen on the wind after blowing on the horn. Natural twenty for twenty. You hear yell, yes, yes, I can hear you, I I hear you. And that's what you hear. Okay, then I will, I will uh, continue uh, on occasion to blow the horn, not using the charges, just as a regular horn, kind of the same sound, and hope that it carries. Um, you guys hear uh, a horn in the distance suddenly. Um, Aaron, it sounds kind of familiar because you've heard something similar previously in your head, though. <laughs> um, Aaron, you want to make a survival check for me? You specifically. Nat 20, baby. You hear the dogs, and you're kind of, you kind of are following Doc's lead, but you're you're questioning whether or not you're going. You don't think you're going the right way. Doc seems certain he's going the or not. Doc Crixus, sorry, Crixus seems certain he is going the right way. It's the name, like Doc, fits your character <laughs> in my head. That that archetype. Um, you're following Crixus. Crixus seems certain he knows where he's going, but you are positive he's veering off course. I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab his arm and say, "Man, we're going in the wrong way. We need, we need to head back the way we're going." I, I swear, I hear the dogs in this at direction. Point, at that point, they all start barking, and you realize you're off course by probably a good fifty feet. You were gonna miss the camp yeah yeah we need to go back that way <laughs> you guys come across the three four dog sleds kind of all piled up and the dogs inside the um in it almost like a makeshift kennel uh huddled together for warmth some of them are barking um clearly covered in snow they look like they're used to this type of stuff though just bunkering down and they're huddled together and they're excited to see you. Um, except Prince. Yep. Princess is right. agitated. She's like, she's princess is the one that's, she's just like walking around the edge of this makeshift kennel, just trying to, she seems very agitated in this moment. Do we see Ellie? No. I'm going to yell no out to her. No track. There's no nothing. I'm gonna I'm gonna yell out to you her. Yell out. You don't hear anything in response. You hear the howling of the wind and the bitter cold. Snowflake flies right into your ear at that moment. I'm gonna look at Crixus and uh as I I'm gonna start taking apart the pen, makeshift pen, to get the dogs ready and uh tell him let's let's get the dogs in the gear towards Doc and uh that's just yellow for Ellie along the way. I mean, she can't be that far off, right? 
well, we need to get the dogs hooked up and, 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 and maybe the dogs would be able to smell her on the wind. So I'm going As to... Princess, once you pull up the wagon and kind of the dogs are free, Princess runs out right away and is sniffing and stuff and takes off down the initial direction Crixus headed towards this, in, this encounter with this worm and just right out of sight. Well, I guess that yeah, solves well, that problem. One less dog to deal with. <laughs> yeah, but now we don't have anything to pull her sled. Although, no, Stop. that's that's not true. We have two dogs from Crixus we can attach. So, yeah, we, we're, we'll be fine. I'll, so I'll have Crixus. Well, Crixus, uh, why don't you have Barkley or Barker, whichever one, take Ellie's sled, I guess. Bob Barker can manage a sled, and we'll go a little slower, but should be able to get by with one. That's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. Let's let's hurry up. It's my nuts are freezing, man. <laughs> okay, so you you hook up the dogs to the sleds as you write them. Um, which direction are you headed? Towards where Princess the ran. The the correct direction. <laughs> no, we don't we don't want to go towards Princess. We want to. Our doc go... is continuing to to blow the horn and about every 10 minutes he'll probably send a uh, a charge towards Ellie at least for to use at least one or two more charges okay and hope she's still within 600 feet so what direction do you want to go Aaron we need to head Ellie. back towards doc like once princess finds Ellie princess should be able to find us back right Do you really want to take everything to find Ellie? Or do you... Apparently, we'll Aaron's got... Apparently, Ellie's got... Or, uh, Aaron's got 99 problems and Ellie ain't one. Ooh. Ouch. 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 That's indirectly calling Ellie a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Well, it's... if the shoe fits, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, She's it's a not, nice girl. I don't want to leave her, but like taking everything and making sure everything stays the way it should without losing other stuff. Like, because there's two of us managing four dog sleds. We don't want to take we everything. We should be able to pick up Doc pretty quickly. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to contend we go and bring everything to Doc. And then we can take the other dogs if we need to to sniff it out. Okay. Make an animal handling check as you try and get all five other dogs headed in the direction of Doc. Oh, this is perfect. I'm going to do guidance on myself and whoever else wants it. (laughs) Roll a d4 then at Tom. Have to roll a d4. You can roll. You can add, add it to it, but I'm going to bring you to seven at most. So. Nineteen. Nineteen. That's good. Crixus, you get you get Barkley and Six. Barker and Bill and Ted all going in one direction with three sleds towards Doc. No problem. Um, Aaron, you kind of mush 
prince and he takes off and follows his sister <laughs> and you have no control over him he is going after princess i'm gonna yell to crixus i guess i'm going after ellie anyways after all <laughs> we shall find you okay we'll see you later mind the big uh, rocks yeah right uh, in the distance you hear dogs barking uh and slowly come into vision uh bill and ted and uh barker and barkley uh pulling three dog sleds and crixus along with them i imagine crixus probably figured out that he could put bill and ted on the two empty sleds and his dogs could pull him on his sled and thus getting to you <laughs> relatively quickly um there is no sign of Aranon or princess or prince but there are three sleds and crixus all right i think heading back to the worm is probably the best option um but i'll, I'll continue blowing the horn just regular uh, regular style and give give them time to hopefully figure it out, figure things out. You don't hear a response from Ellie when you blow the horn at all this time. Um, as the two of you, well, here's here's a question for you: How did the two of you take three sleds back to the dragon? You both need uh, two dogs to pull your weight. I'll walk. Okay. It's only, I think you said it's only 50 feet-ish, so. About 100 feet-ish back to the dragon, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah, you're you're fine getting back to the dragon. Um, Princess and Princess comes running by you guys at one point, and she kind of stops and wags her tail, kind of looks up at you guys, and then sniffs and sees it's you guys, and then takes off. <laughs> Ellie fell down a well? She has no idea. She's, she's <laughs> looking for Ellie. She doesn't know what happened to Ellie. But she runs from the dragon form um, towards you guys. She meets you guys and then takes off. Mm. About, about two minutes later, Aaron on, <laughs> on a sled with Prince <laughs> comes arriving. Whoa. Do I... Do we actually stop, or do, am I, is it like a drive-by? Take an animal handling check. Do better than seven. <laughs> or tuck and roll. Uh, six? <laughs> Question is, do you want to jump off and talk to your friends, or are you going to stay with the dog? Because nope, the dog's going to keep going. I'm going to stay with the dog. He, well, he's attached to the sled. I have to stay with it. Otherwise, we're going to lose all our stuff. I'm, I'm going to bring back princess. I'm going to wave on my way through. Love to chat. Got to go. <laughs> so princess goes by. But two minutes later, Aaron and uh, Prince go sailing by. You guys head back to the dragon or do you turn around and follow? Uh... I think we gotta trust that they're gonna figure it out, right? Yeah, I mean, I think we need to head back to the dragon. We need to get all our ducks in a row and then go find Ellie as a coordinated effort. We can't just all be scattered running around a all right. blizzard covered I'll, I'll use my last charge, the fourth charge on the horn, 
and send it at Ellie and kind of a, a long note, but kind of a somber kind of sound. Okay. Like, sadly, this is my last chance. Um, okay. So you, you blow that alerting, um, Aaron on make a perception check. As you're trying to see princess ahead of the sled. Prince is pulling you. 17. 17, you hear on the wind, you hear Ellie yell. Um, seems a bit panicked. It seems. Ellie, hold on. We're coming. I hope. Worried. Uh, she isn't going to hear you. I'll just tell you that right away. Um, Maybe she did fall down a well. Uh mm-hmm. Doc and Crixus, you get back to the dragon. What would you like to do to set up a camp? Try to make either a lean-to or use the wing or prop something up to kind of make a, a shelter on the on the sheltered side. Um, just something that we can pen the dogs in with the sleds we have and try to maybe clear some space if we can get a fire going in in that uh in that shelter all right if i can have you make oh let's see what would that be oh yeah survival check just to build a lean to using the corpse basically 13 for me Greg says you want to make a survival check to assist sure. 20 20 yep between the two of you you are able to prop a wing up you actually kind of get a shoulder under it and lift the joint of the wing up kind of get the body rolled on its side so it's more out like this and then are able to prop it up it almost creates a little shelter with the body of the dragon right here and there's warmth still coming off of that dragon so as you create that and you kind of dig the snow out and push it up above or by the uh, sleds there, you actually have a pretty decent shelter and the wind is, you're sheltered from the wind. You hear it howl over the top but you think you'll be pretty warm for the evening. Here. Um, Aranon, you're hanging on as Prince is uh, mushing and just out of, kind of out of control. Uh, Princess comes into um the interview in the distance and you see her she's kind of walking around in a circle sniffing the ground and um as you get closer you hear her whining um and she sees you approach and she runs over to prince and then kind of sniffs him and then runs back to this area that she's kind of walking around in a circle all right i'm gonna hop off and and quickly but cautiously make my way over to where princess is kind of looking to be sure i don't Trip or fall on anything. You hear Ellie, as you approach, you hear Ellie saying, good girl, good girl, yes, good. And you approach, and there's there's a hole in the ground. Like, you guys, for lack of a better term, she fell into a sinkhole. Which would be, like, you said, did she fall into a well? I'm like, kind of, yeah. <laughs> About 20 feet down in a cavern through this hole, Ellie is standing, looking up. Um, and when she sees Aranon kind of 
peek over and she's like, oh, thank God. I couldn't find the, I couldn't find the dogs. I got, I got lost and I, glad I had some healing left I could do. Let's just say that. I have a rope. Yeah, yeah, I got my rope. Hold on. I'm going to uh, so I'm going to pull up my rope, uh, drop, you know, drop it down while still holding on to the other end, clearly. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Tell her to what do you want me to do with this? <laughs> Climb up. Uh, All you to... said was you wanted rope. Yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> um, I'm going to have her tell her to tie one end around her waist. And then I'm going to not bother waiting for her to say anything. I'm going to take my end of the rope and uh, attach it to the dog sled. So that way okay. we can mush her out, like kind of pull her out. Okay. So you hook it all up. You get the dogs hooked up. Um, Princess seems to understand what you're doing. Uh, Prince goes along with his sister. Uh, he's a little bit grumpy. So, um, make uh, make a dexterity check to tie the knots to the sled. Ten. Ten? Okay. You have a decent knot in there. Um, you start, do you explain what you're doing to Ellie? After she I, assumes you're going to pull her out. She, she's waiting there. She tied it around her waist and she's hanging on. Yeah. After I tie the knot, I'm going to go back to the opening and tell her to hold on. We're going to, we're going to pull her out and then go back to the dog sled. Holding on. It's tied around my, it's tied around my waist. I, I, I am hanging on. I have nothing to kick off of or hold on to here. The walls are like mm-hmm. 20 feet away from me down here. So I'm. it's going to be you guys pulling me my weight entirely. So I'm going to, as, so I'm going to grab a hold of the rope as well, just to be sure in case the knot slips. Um, but I'm going to tell mm-hmm. uh, Prince to, you know, all right, boy, let's go. Like mush. And, and uh, Princess turns and just starts going and she's in front and she's just kicking snow at, um, at Prince and Prince gets the idea and he starts going right away. Um, they're pulling and they're pulling and you're not holds. But as you're kind of letting the rope slip through your hands as they're pulling, there's a sudden release of tension on the rope and she screams. You hear her scream from inside and we'll stop there. That's a good spot. We're stupid knocking <laughs> Is it now? DM. I just looked at the clock and went, oh, this is perfect. Yep. I was about to give you the t- the, the timer. <laughs> I was like, I was looking at the clock, looking at the clock. I'm like, uh, can I make this a cliffhanger somehow? <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. Excellent. Lizards are fun. Oh, boy. <laughs> she rolled a three and a six trying to find the dogs. <laughs> sounds about right. Sounds it's a, It it's, sounds about as accurate as my six and six for animal handling. The oh. dice sure did tell an interesting story mm-hmm. this time. Oh, oh my gosh. Man. From the, from the combat, like 
Crixus was on fire today. <laughs> I assume that that would have. I assume that would have taken a couple of rounds. Like I did not think. I th- I thought it had more hit points than the, than the sixty or whatever. Crixus is not built to do sixty points of damage in did, uh, a round of combat. He, was it? He has. It has fifty hit points. Crixus critted on the first one, dealing thirty-four. And then had a ghetto crit hellish rebuke to do 24. He did 58 points of damage to it through two actions. That's insane at this level. Yeah, I that is not what I was expecting. I was expecting like to get smacked and kicked and a couple more swipes at well, it. Well, to be fair, he took 31 points of damage in order to do that. Mm-hmm. That is yes. also true. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. If that would have been a couple more points, we wouldn't have had that ending. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that roll was probably about average. Oh no, no, that was high. That's high. Average is twenty-two. It's five d eight on that breath weapon. So that was a higher roll for it. But that could, if two points higher, that fight is vastly different. Yeah, no question. Because suddenly, suddenly it's on the two of three yeah, of you. I'm on Ellie. my ass. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you got to imagine Ellie's next play then is to try to bring me back instead of attack. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. Thanks for taking one for the team, Crixus. <laughs> <laughs> so we so we end with <laughs> so we end with splitting the party basically into three factions at this point. Because one's in a hole. Yeah, kind of. This was the thing where it was, I always wanted to, I was constantly asking you, where are you? What are you doing? Because it mattered. Are you going, are you staying together? Because, you know, things are happening. (laughs) I'm just glad I was able to find my way back. I don't know what the hell I would have done. You still have to find your way back. Yeah, at least I was somebody There was a point. There was a point where Aranon and Ellie could have both been lost. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh boy, this could be bad. And then Aranon went, I'll follow my tracks back. Okay. All right. Yeah. So to close up shop, thanks everybody in the chat for popping in. We have quite a few people in the chat this week. A um, couple of names I'm not familiar with. So thank you very much. For... Welcome. Yeah, welcome. Thank you for joining. Uh, we are on Twitter, two nerds one quest, number two nerds yeah, your number support one. Quest. Is much appreciated. Very much so. Uh Genius is Lazy Dragon GB on Twitter. Cooch is uh Crazy Cooch. The DM, Mr. JC, is Wildfire twelve sixty five. And I am Tom M. Norman. What are you pointing for? I'm I'm just I'm waving. I oh, was waving. You were talking it, about me, so I, I had a pen in my hand, so I was it, waving. It looked like you were doing the Brady Bunch, like you were pointing at my screen, like I'm pointing at you right now. There we go. Okay. It wouldn't make any sense because the way we lay it out, I don't I don't see this because you guys are either all on this side or you're all on this side. I've seen the layout. If you point on that side, but on you're my pointing now. Yeah. Side. Yep. That's you guys. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so we're on the you're... doors. You're, you're pointing ah. at Crixus. You're pointing at me. You're not pointing at Genius. <laughs> um, anyway, but, like on my screen, it's that's you, that's Crixus, yeah. and that's Doc. So. Uh, where was I? Damn it, I got distracted. No, oh, Twitter. We're all on Twitter. Yeah, do that. 
the yeah. best thing you can do to support this there. show is tell other people. You know, let let everybody know that you're listening, that you enjoy. Well, hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, that is probably the best way that you can support us right now is just to help us get other ears and 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 watchers uh, to this. We enjoy doing it. We love doing it. Clearly, we enjoy doing it, or else we wouldn't. But like JC likes to say, we're all smiling, and we're all having a good time. <laughs> so come and have uh, the fun with us on a weekly basis every Sunday morning, 8.30 a.m. Central Time, twitch.tv slash Tom M. Norm. Um, otherwise, go and rate us wherever you get your podcast from. So whether that's iTunes, whatever it is, Google Play Music, wherever, whatever they changed it to, wherever you get your podcast from, give us a rating five stars. Hopefully. Uh, let us know what you think. Give us a review. And then uh, the other thing you can do if you've done all those other things already is go to patreon.com slash two nerds one quest. We have some really cool rewards for you there, including uh, your own individual podcast feed, which gives you a different podcast than what you would normally get on the free feed. So if you go to iTunes, you're getting a different podcast than what you get through Patreon. On Patreon, you're getting about an extra 25 minutes worth of content. You get the pre-show and the post-show where you get to hear us talk about other things like video games and music and whatever the hell else we decide to talk about for the day. Um, really awful dark jokes. And really awful baby-killing dark jokes. <laughs> yeah, I got yelled at for that. Did you really? <laughs> I thought that was good. Fair. Fair. Um, ah, so yeah. Reasons. Yeah, it, was, it was justifiable. It made me go, oh, huh. maybe a public broadcast is probably not the best place to bring up those dark jokes. Eh, it's fine. Um, so yeah, patreon.com slash two nerds, one quest. Uh, one of these days, um, maybe even this week, I will throw one of those episodes onto iTunes or into our regular feed just so that everybody can kind of get an idea as to what they're missing. But patreon.com slash two one quest. Uh, otherwise, thanks for coming every Sunday morning, 8.30 a.m. Central United States time. For all you crazy assholes, not in the United States. We or, should figure out. Or in a different time zone. <laughs> what that is based oh, on the international universal clock. UTC plus inter- something. Yeah. Yeah, we're UTC plus fill in the blank because I don't know. We don't know. We don't know yet. We don't we'll know. figure it out. I don't know. Math it out. Ma- yeah, we'll math it out next week. <laughs> and it'll probably be wrong. So, yeah. I don't know. We can, we'll, we'll get Crixus I'm, to do it. I'm going to guess I'm going to guess 18. 18? Because that seems like a good roll. <laughs> Here, let's roll a d20 to determine where our time zone is. <laughs> so for me, for JC, for Cooch, and for Genius, we'll catch you next week. Remember, hills are dragons. <laughs> are they, though? <laughs>